0: I actually see it, though, in people's work now. When I see somebody do a picture and they send it to me and we do a bit of analysis on it, and then I see one a little while later, I, I can see a slight difference between the two. You're listening to Colin Bradley
1: Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley... And I'm
0: Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. Are you enjoying your summer? Uh, yes. Well, this is the first week, of course, of the school holidays, and uh, all the children are down here. And I was walking along the promenade this morning in Broadstairs, and it was lovely. Punch and Judy man's here. It's all comes <laughs> all comes back during. It's only the six weeks of the summer holidays, but everything's come back now, so it's rather nice. Yeah. A Bit, bit breezy, but really nice. Yeah, I I was in London. Uh... Oh, a
1: few days ago. And I think I heard, or I might have said, or someone that I was with might have said, um, not that's the way to do it, or something like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, yes. and I instantly thought of Punch and Judy because <laughs> I thought, because that's, that's a quote from it, isn't it? That's, yes, that's I, the way to do it, or yes, that's absolutely. the way we do it, or something like that. And yeah, it was yeah. said in such a way. And I thought, I can't make, because I'm in London, I was like, I can't make a Punch and Judy reference up
0: here, like, because <laughs> no one's going to get what I'm talking about unless they live near the coast. Oh, they might do. They might do. I've been surprised. I think – I don't know whether how far it extends outside the UK. I, I don't know whether our, our American friends and Australian friends know anything about it. I probably do. It, it, it probably is worldwide. But certainly in this country, um, we say it, don't we, if very often. I, I've Many times I've actually said it. And, of course, when it's in your mind to say that's the way to do it, you actually say it like punch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the punch, yes. yeah. yeah. And I imagine anybody who if you don't know what Punch and Judy that funny is voice for.
1: Yeah, yeah, if if you don't know what Punch and Judy is out there, then go to Google and type it in. It's an old uh well, a very old uh classic uh puppet show that would be performed on the beaches. Mm. And uh I remember seeing it, well, too many times as a kid. Oh, yes. Sort of, yes. you saying, "Do you want to go see the Punch?" No, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: Seen it uh, enough times. But yeah, it's it's a Definitely. You, know, you know, just a bit, a bit more trivia for you on the same subject. I think it was when I was in my uh, mid-teens. I don't think I, in fact, I think it was even earlier. I was probably about 12 or 13. My dad got hold of one of those punch things that you stick in your mouth and and you could make a sound like punch oh yeah 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 it's something that sticks on your tongue or yeah. on, the, on the roof of your mouth i think it is or something like that and then you can talk like punch oh wow yes yes i i was uh i had many happy hours like that i actually i was a bit worried about swallowing it because you, <laughs> you know and i never did fortunately yeah well that's quite a small intricate thing to give a child isn't it or a kid well know. yes 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 he gave it to me but uh, you know it was uh, anyway it was a bit of fun
1: yeah oh, we didn't have
0: the uh the uh, health problems that uh, we have today you know mm. you know what i mean <laughs> so summer is in full swing down there in Broadstairs. oh yes yes Well yes. enjoying it and looking forward to seeing you tomorrow Yes, you're coming down for your summer season and uh, Broadstairs.
1: Yep, I'll and, be um, winging my way down tomorrow morning to start with a play
0: we did last month, and we bring yes. it to Broadstairs. So we never mentioned that, that did we? Because uh, we went up to see you uh, in Shaw's Corner. That's George Bernard Shaw's house where it was performed in the open air. And I think we skipped that for some reason. We probably too well, much to talk about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> going on. uh yeah. Anyway, so it's it's not always easy to mention, and i you know, I've got a lot of things. Always seem to have a lot of things on the go at once. Anyway, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting for us, it.
0: Steve, to see because um, we saw it in in the open air, and it was a big, wide open air area that you were working in, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all now fits into the small theatre we're we're going to be watching. Yes, it is it's going stage. to be interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how we. Gonna... You too, I imagine. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a long day tomorrow,
1: but yes. So I'll be down, and I'll um, yes, I am um, looking forward to spending some of the summer in Broadstairs as well.
0: It should be nice. That's a good time to come.
1: Yeah. So this week we've got some questions uh, that people have been sending us, and I'd like to mention them on the show. The first one comes from Ricky. He says, "Hi Colin, I've been drawing my own pictures and using your brilliant courses to finish." Once I finished my picture, I put it in a folder inside a kind of pl- paper slash plastic type office folder, like a file. Mm. Um, like you, I have not fixed them. Is this okay? I was thinking of trying to affix them as I can't afford to frame them. Many mm. thanks, Ricky.
0: That's absolutely perfect. That's what I do. And uh, I've got, oh, I lost count, Steve. 200, 250? pictures that i've got and they're all in sleeves like that like a uh,
1: like a uh, yes. paper card
0: th- well like files. yes yes as long as, as long as they're put in the thing the thing about it is you don't want to they want to move around too much that's the important thing so when you put them in a sleeve like that they're more or less you know if you put like if you put them in a tissue paper over them between them the danger then is if if it shifts you know the pile shifts then the paper will disturb the pastel. But if it's inside a sleeve like that, I've never had a problem with any of mine. Mm. I mean, you've got to take a bit of care. You can't throw them around the room. You know, they've got to be uh, looked after. But yes, absolutely. What you'll find will happen, though, is when you take that picture out of the sleeve, you'll find some of the pastel would have transferred to the inside of the plastic. That's not a problem. In fact, i tell you why it's not a problem. Years ago, we don't need to do it necessarily with the pastel pencil. But when the uh, pastel artists used to do their pastel work, uh, they used to deliberately press it down with paper, press paper onto it so that it compressed the pastel. Oh. And that stopped it from uh, falling. You don't, you don't move it around, you know what I mean? You press it, you, you keep it in place and then you use your hand to run over that pressing the paper onto the uh, pastel. I see. Uh, it mustn't move though. If it does, you're going to be in real trouble. <laughs> it's it,
1: going to shift it the it whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Oh yeah.
0: the whole thing will smudge like mad. But that's another way of doing it and, and uh, I know people have done that. We don't need to do that with pastel pencils because the very nature of the pastel pencil goes into the paper. But you do get a certain amount of surface uh, dust. Uh, you can't avoid that. but, uh, but It's
1: worth that. It, it, rather, it's worth that opposed to fixing
0: the picture. Never, oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. Don't fix. Fixing is one of those... Uh, well, with soft pastel, it's all right it, it, because the pigmentation's higher. But soft pastel pencil looks absolutely awful. Uh, I... I I used to do it in the old days, but as people know, if, if they can remember that far back or I've got that older customer, um, I used to use Carbothello and I had to fix that because it didn't have the pigmentation that the Faber-Castell pastels have. Mm. And I fixed it, but then I worked on top of it. Put re, re, it was always the lighter colours that caused the problems, the light greys, the whites, the ivories. They're the ones that cause the problem. Darker ones are not so bad. They, they tended to hold... Mm. So I had to go over the whole lot again. Now, that's okay, and I used to say at the time, because there there was no alternatives, well, it it works well because you can then put another layer. Do you know what I mean? You can have another layer of pastel, but of course you can't fix it after that because you're back to where you were. Mm. But now with Faber uh, and uh, the the pastel pencils we have are much, much nicer, and you don't have to do it with that. Well, the, there's
1: a video on your YouTube channel of, of you f- fixing, very recently, fixing a Yorkshire Terrier picture and showing that, the before that's right. and after. So if anyone's interested in seeing, one, how to fix your picture, but also um, mm. what happens and the comparison between the two, then uh, head over to, to Dad's YouTube channel and uh, oh. there's a video there, how to fix your artwork.
0: There used to be... A problem with framers too some framers were very reluctant to uh, f- use and handle pictures that hadn't been fixed but I think this was before the pastel pencil really took hold because you can imagine soft pastel is a nightmare it would I would be I would be in the same situation if I was a framer oh, I was a framer and the, uh, the picture was brought to me just with pastel and it was obvious it was loose i would be reluctant because that could move and then you know you've got an original work of art and if it's a value it could completely ruin it hmm. so i i think there are there are uh, you know times when that could be applied but with a pastel pencil it's different hmm. good
1: okay good answer thanks ricky for sending in your question the next one comes from brian Uh, i'm very much a beginner and enjoy working with pastels and watercolor i love colin's detailed watercolors and i find it very satisfying spending time getting the detail right i wondered however whether colin does any looser types of watercolor which appear to be more suitable for general landscape scenes thanks brian
0: Uh, right the answer to that is uh, not not on video no I, i don't do that the simple reason is that Looser-style watercolour work is extremely difficult to do. Could you explain, because I don't
1: quite understand, what looser watercolour means?
0: Right. Well, if you look at what I do and you think of doing the same thing as I do with the, the detail work, but instead of putting all the lines in and being precise, you just leave it as it is. In other words, you put a tree... you put a bit of green that's it no clarification of that that's what it is uh, if you're doing skies you tend to be very loose with the sky you don't you don't put the the edges on you don't make it oh, okay uh, I see. as a photograph
1: so it's not this framed is what, so much it's a bit more abstract would you
0: say or abstracty uh, or impressionistic yes impressionistic probably would be a better word to use rather than abstract but i uh, but uh, so on video no in real life yes i have I, I've done quite a quite a lot of work. I used to love doing it too, but it's really hard. I've got to tell you, you've got to be. It's a bit like you know when you see me do pastel work and backgrounds, for instance. It's a very good comparison. If you do a background, you know how hard it is for our um, members to grab the very difficult backgrounds that I do. You know, with all the multicolours and and all bits here and it's there and we had I've had a lot of people having a problem with that well that's the same you'd have the same problem if you were to do wishy-washy I call them wishy-washy wishy-washy watercolors they're really nice wishy-washy watercolors they really are but you need to be a professional artist to pull it off
1: yeah I I kind of imagine tell me if this is a not a very good comparison but the way I would compare it is playing the piano teaching someone to play a piece with sheet music and then
0: getting the pianist to improvise and say, right, learn that. Absolutely right. Spot on. That couldn't be better. It, it's the same idea. Letting your artistic uh, talent loose. Mm. And, and that's what you do with the, with the wishy-washy watercolour. Mm. But it's really hard. I can't honestly say I've seen many, if any, really good amateur watercolour work mm. like that
1: like done like that yeah done
0: like that it's really hard steve so how could you teach it you well, can't you can't you can't it, teach it
1: it would probably work quite well uh, as a demonstration almost or as a sort of purely self-indulgent piece <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: um
1: absolutely but, but i yes. can't see, yeah like you say i can't see the teaching side of things coming into things unless it's to show people just purely look look what i can do and look what can be done or this is my style
0: you know but well certainly. i tell you what if if i want to show off someday i'll do that <laughs> but really <laughs> but that's all it would be me showing off but like because a speed they, painting wouldn't able, or something. they wouldn't be able to do it they wouldn't be able to follow me
1: yeah it wouldn't work quite well as a speed painting we haven't done
0: one of those in a while um, well you know ah you talk about that but you know the angry sea yes the angry, angry well wave. that is in the sorry the angry wave that was done with pastel work it wasn't done with watercolor but that was very very uh atmospheric so if anybody wants to see that the kind of idea i'm talking about watch Mm. that
1: Mm, and then try to
0: copy me try to copy me doing it (laughs) especially at that speed (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, no i did
1: (laughs) no you wouldn't be able to do that but that was done in polychromos and soft pastel, wasn't it? And soft
0: pastel, it? simply because it was – and pastel pencil. I think I used a bit of pastel pencil as well. The whole lot. It was just me just going daft. But the idea of it was to do a speed painting. Um, mm. I, 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 I see everybody's point, and they're looking at it and saying, well, why don't you do it, Colin? To be honest, I don't have to. There's so many really good artists out there who will show – the, you how to do this don't need me to add to that mm. what i do my my particular style of painting i know and from experience i know that people can follow me and it makes sense what i do is makes sense to them mm. uh, so they can follow me so i don't really think it's likely to happen sorry about good that. point no good
1: point no it's uh, it was a good topic and uh, thanks brian for sending in that question good question really good Great. question Uh, The next one comes from Bonnie. Hi, Steve. I was wondering if your shop sells paint brushes. I heard on one of the podcasts that Colin Colin mentioned a six sable, not sure if that's correct, for fine lines. I've moved from acrylic paint to pastel pencils because it has been wonderful to be able to do fine work. Being self-taught with paint, I always felt challenged in doing precision work. I also heard him mention a triple O gauge for watercolour. I can't remember... Anyway, I would love to understand the numbers and how to purchase. Thank you, Bonnie. I thought
0: this was a okay. good question well, I'll, to yeah, talk I'll go about paintbrushes. Like. Sure. Well, we, we, we won't be selling them. Uh, and the reason we don't sell them, Stephen, is because uh, there are so many places you can get them. Mm. You don't need us to add to that. We, what we do, and we sell on the R store, is things associated with our pastel pencil work that people will find, and we know they have found, difficult getting so that's fine. But to do paintbrushes uh, when there are shops, thousands of places you can buy them. Hmm. What's better really for me to explain is, the, is why I use these and what I use. The lowest one that I've ever used is a Trebelo gauge. Now that's O-O-O gauge. Now the gauge is the um, fineness of the line. And a Trebelo gauge is really fine. It's, it's just a few hairs of a paintbrush really. But they're, they're – and if you, if you were to use sable, sable is the very best, okay? Now, I don't necessarily advocate people buying – if they're going to start out with watercolor uh, and they're not sure whether they're going to continue with it and they want to experiment, I wouldn't necessarily go down the sable route because they're expensive. You've got to pay a lot of money for them. So you can then get quite good quality – Uh, nylon or man-made fiber ones and they would work very well for what you're doing so anyway coming back to the treble o gauge you can have treble o gauge which is very fine then you've got double o gauge which is still fine then you've got the o gauge now the o gauge is one below the number one so the number one and we they call it number one is uh again a very fine brush and but it's 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 you can start to see it as a brush, not just a few little hairs. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, so if if you go o double o and treble o, you are talking about you could put eyelashes on on your little characters and this sort of thing. Very very fine work. Don't necessarily think that you need to go down that that low. I usually say one. I start off with a one, and I would recommend people do that number one then you've got number two three number four number five number six number seven number eight and onwards upwards and you can go right up i don't know what the highest one is 12 something like that uh and that's when you get the big thick thick jobbies you know you mm. will never use them for watercolor unless you were using them as uh washes but with washes i used i usually use and people have seen me use the flat brushes you can get uh a uh, quarter of an inch, half an inch, three-quarter of an inch, and one inch flat brushes. I actually prefer those if I'm doing skies. What size would you use for a sky? Uh, general, well, it, again, this would depend on this. If I was doing an A4 uh, watercolour picture and I was doing a sky and it was a fairly ex- good expanse of sky, I would probably use a, an inch, an inch flat brush for that mm-hmm. um, because you can – not only can you just use it flat so therefore the distribution of water is quicker that's that's the whole idea you know how difficult mm. uh, and I've mentioned Before it many it dries, times don't let it dry out so the thicker you can get a brush the better it's going to be if you try doing a sky with a number one brush you're going to be in real trouble <laughs> <laughs> the first quarter of an inch and that's it It'll unless the picture is a like a, an inch by two yeah, inches or something right. yeah. yeah but even if it was even a miniature i'd still use a, a larger brush for it perhaps yeah. not not a half inch brush but i'd use a, a larger brush and i'd probably use number six brush for that anyway coming back to what i was saying that the the half inch so i wouldn't go to the very thick round brushes that you can get high um but the largest brush I think that anyone would need when they do my work is a number six now right. a number six sable brush is the one I was talking about is they go to a very fine point, so the tip of that number six is as good as using a number one i see J- just the tip um the advantage of a of a larger brush is it would hold more water, therefore you don't have to keep dipping it in a in and out of your paint, which can be not only annoying, but it can be detrimental to what you're doing. If it's going to instance, dry. Yeah, if you were doing um, a little character, say, in your picture, maybe half an inch or three-quarters of an inch tall, and you thought, oh, I, I, I know, I'll, I'll use my double O gauge, you'd never get it done. Because you'd have, to keep, you'd have to dip into your water and your paint 100 times to mm. get it done. So you wouldn't do that. You'd use I would use um, either a number six or a number four. Generally speaking, you only need a few. I would say number one, number three, number four, possibly a number six. You wouldn't really need those infills in between. Okay. I mean, get them by all means, but you wouldn't necessarily need them. Okay. So I think I think I've explained it quite well and the reasons why. Sable is better, but it's expensive, so don't go down that route unless you really are. Or you've got pots of money. If you've got pots of money, it doesn't matter. If you haven't (laughs) got pots of money and you want to you know, you've got a restricted budget, it's not a good idea to go down that road if if you find that watercolor isn't for you. Hmm. If it is for you, then I think it's great. Can I just say one thing? going, because we're still on that subject of watercolour, going back to the previous question that was asked about the uh, wishy-washy watercolours, generally speaking, uh, I, when I had my own art classes, I used to do it was 99% of it was pastel pencil, but a few of my uh, classes used to say, can we try watercolour? And I said yes, so I, you know, I taught them watercolour. And I one of the pieces of advice i give them, because that's one of the questions say hey, can we do it more loose i said yes but do it properly to start with draw it and paint it like i'm showing you to start with then gradually as you get better and better and better you can start being a little bit more adventurous mm. and that's the way to go but to have a beginner come along and say i want to do wishy-washy watercolor forget it it will look absolutely awful
1: Well, you've got to have a framework to to work within. I think that applies. Yeah, to start with, I think that applies to a lot of different art forms. I think if you can, again, I don't know why I keep talking about piano. Probably because I was playing the other day. But piano, like you've got to learn your scales and you've got to learn a bit of theory behind it before you go off and start composing. Absolutely. Well, there's some people out there that are so talented that they can. But
0: you know, well, there are some artists that can do it. Yeah, they can just pick it up and do it. Uh, but, but that's very few people mm. doing, can do that See, <laughs> So I think you're right. I think and, and using those analogies is really good uh, Good to do. You, you couldn't – but as you go on, as you move on, um, that's something you probably will want to do. The more you do, the more art you do. Mm. Uh, um, the reason I tend to do and stay where I am uh, is because I'm teaching and I let, and people know when they look at my work, they can follow it, and we know it works uh, really well, not only with watercolor but the pastel pencil too. But just out of interest, Steve, uh, and this is—I'm sure people will find this interesting—years ago, you know, I did um, my packs. Now my packs are 20 years old, 25 years old. You know, some of the original packs I did, and we're doing a little project at the moment, aren't we, with uh, uh, three three packs? You we were talking about doing, and I've redone three of my packs. I won't go into what they are, because that would be unfair, but I've done three of my original packs. Now, when I look at those now, compared to the original, which I did, there's chalk and cheese. Yet, I've used the same colors, I've used the same framework, I've used the same line drawing and everything. Now, why is that? Well, the reason is that I've loosened up on my work now, Quite a lot I'd, over those 20-odd years or 25 years. So the picture itself is not as precise as it was when I first started. Mm. But the difference is chalk and cheese. Mm. Gradually, when when you eventually release these, um, it might well be worth putting one alongside the other. And I think people will look at it. And say, gosh, what a difference. Mm. Now, it's not any different in terms of the preciseness of it all it's not any different provide uh, for the actual um you know pencil number because i use exactly the same pencil same paper same everything except not the same colin colin had changed and the, it, there's a I, I can't explain it it's impossible really for me to actually explain what it is but people when they see it will see a difference between the two I mean, it might be that they say, "Oh, I prefer the first one." Uh, then they shoot me down in flames. That will. <laughs> but I looked at it, and I, see, I could see in every and all those three subjects which I've done, I could see a big difference with them. They were stronger, they were brighter, they were more alive. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? But you had to go
1: through the years of experience and also when you first did those, you were working within a framework that you had built yourself of structure and this is Mm. sort of rules of how to do things. So you had Mm. to, you had to start off with that and experience, you know, within that and, and then like we've mentioned on previous podcasts, how your work has, has branched out and you've gone out of your comfort zone and you've got more confident and you've started experimenting. And that's the kind of journey that people will go on in their own it's, pictures.
0: Absolutely. It's a wonder. It's nice for me to be able to, you know, put this into words and, and in fact, to pictures for you, to see people to be able to see what they can do. I actually see it, though, in people's work now when I see Somebody do a picture and they send it to me, and we do a bit of analysis on it. And then I see one a little while later i c- I can see a slight difference between the two mm. i don 't think anybody else will be able to do that, but i 've because i 've been teaching for so long, mm. I know, and I can see these little things Pe- people would ask me and say well if i if I did a few pictures for me, could you tell me uh, if i 'm ever going to be any good and the answer is no i can 't that 's impossible you 've got to be." You've got to do an awful lot of work. You've got to do hundreds of pictures, really, before you can move into another area. Mm. Just as you, a great actor, Steve, he he, he does. He's, I'm sure people have heard this before. They go to repertory in the old days. They used to go to repertory they used to learn their trade, didn't they? Mm. Then they became famous, but they don't. Care. Very few become famous overnight, and usually those aren't very good anyway it 's you 've got to do the training, you know this, mm. and uh, it 's the same with um every uh, comics used to say the same thing. they used to do all the northern clubs didn 't they mm. uh, They used to get all the heckling and all this sort of it 's all part of making up what you end up being and your your act in that case or mm. painting in this case so it 's got to come there are a few natural talents around, and I envy them like mad. <laughs> To just be able to get up and do it. You, to a certain extent, I've got to say, uh, have also uh, proved wrong because you didn't, although you went to the Master Theatre School, you didn't go and pay thousands and thousands of pounds for acting lessons, yet you have worked alongside and are working alongside people that have done just that. And I've got to tell you, and, and I'm, I'm sure people will accept what I say, when you look at your acting and their acting, you can't compare the two so where does it come from sometimes you 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 are or people are natural at what they do Mm. Uh, and other times no matter what they learn and how much they pay for instruction it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to end up with um, the talent
1: Mm. interesting it's a good uh good points you raised um OK, so that's the end of the questions this week. If, As always, if you've got a question, then send it through to us. Go to our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk. And uh, we've just released the latest picture, which is a mother and baby penguin, which has got a lot of traction on Facebook. A lot of people seem to be liking that picture. So uh, be sure to check that out. If you're a member of Colin Bradley Art, head over to the website, log in, and providing you've got the animals membership or the all-in inclusive membership then you can learn to draw that new picture we've just added and then uh, perhaps we'll talk about that a bit next week um, yeah, and absolutely. then we'll have a another new project after that that's it for this week so thank you everyone for tuning in i'm steve bradley and i'm
0: colin bradley enjoy <laughs> your week
1: you've been listening to colin bradley artcast learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk.